кто как обзывается, тот так и называется. Wild West Camp Style Nations. And this is the show where every week we remind you politics ruins everything. Joseph, how's it going? Going well, man. A long weekend, but I also know it was a long weekend for you. You did a lot of driving, didn't you? So much traveling. I was uh, it was about a 14 hour day on Saturday. Went down to um, a uh, wedding for an old friend of ours from college, Marie. And um, then a buddy of mine got married on Sunday, so I was there pretty much all day too. But that was at least somewhat in town. It was about an hour away. Uh, great time. Good food. Got to see a lot of people that I haven't seen in a while, but still. Whew, whew, what a what a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. I did manage to, to pick up some beer from uh, from Athens, Georgia. Uh, from oh, yeah? Creature, Creature Comforts. It's like my favorite... Uh, uh, local brewery or whatever you know like yeah that whole deal what uh kind of beer did you get uh so i got one called athena and the type of beer that it is is slipping my mind and then i got this ipa called tropicalia uh that's really really popular i was told a story at at one point uh when i was living in atlanta that that beer was so popular when it first came out that people were going directly to the trucks and trying to buy it off of the trucks before it even got to the locations that it was going to. Like people would, I guess like follow them or whatever, which probably only happened like one or two times somewhere, but now it's like a legend in the area. (laughs) Urban legend. Uh But I mean, it makes sense, man. I mean, uh, I was in St. Simon's last year, I think somewhere down near Brunswick, one of those islands. And, um, I bought like all of it that they had on the island. (laughs) This little grocery store. I think I bought like four of them. Uh, I may have left one just to be nice. I feel like that's what I usually do is like, I'm going to get as much as I can, but just in case someone else wants one, I'll leave one. (laughs) (laughs) What a nice guy. Yeah. I won't go all the way. Um, but yeah, it's really good and it'll, it'll last me a little while. And, uh, you know, now I realize how close Athens, Georgia is to me. So I'm, can actually like pop down there without too much trouble if I want to get more. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just can't get into IPAs, man. I did yeah, get me some beer this weekend, but I just got my standard Michelob Ultra. So, oh yeah, you know, drinking that light beer. <laughs> I was gonna go for a lager, but I can't. I used to. It's funny because I started out when I first started, you know, drinking some beer. Uh, I started out with stouts and uh, dark lagers, and then I slowly worked my way down. <laughs> so except for ipas i've never been able to get into ipas to horse so. piss right yeah 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 it's cool man yeah. uh, well i think so the thing about ipas is that they it most of them have like a grapefruit base mm-hmm. so if you don't like uh, a bitter that's why yeah, i hate grapefruit exactly yeah I, and i think that's really what it is I, ma- I imagine for the most part if you were to to talk to people about that stuff like grapefruit seems to be one of the things they put in all of them it's always a a citrus a, like a bitter citrus flavor mm. um and some of them sorry where is it oh so some of them have like a a bit of like a um it's a lot of german i think it was a hefeweizen 
has a lot of uh, banana is usually like a a typical thing. And so they I've noticed they've been doing that mm-hmm. a little bit. And I don't really like bananas very much, especially not like I'll eat a straight up banana. But as far as banana flavored things and I've noticed they've done that with some of the uh, the IPAs recently. And I'm like, I need mm. you guys to stop this because this is <laughs> now they're gearing towards me. I'm their audience. Uh-huh. I enjoy bananas. Now, let me ask you. Uh, not the first thing I was going to say, but the second thing is when you eat a banana, do you go for the whole or do you just do like a quarter bite at a time? Are you asking me if I gull it an entire banana? Yeah, some people do, man. I've, I've seen never, that, just like, <laughs> I've never seen, well, I've never seen that from a normal situation. Yeah, of I don't mean that. actually like the, the whole the whole thing, but like they'll do half of the banana at one time oh, or three geez. quarters. No, I'm just no, like, no. Good I, night. No, I, I take a nice bite. But. At a time. Uh, like a normal It's funny because I don't like IPAs. And when I was, we one of our neighbors, it's a friend of ours. And when we moved in here, she bought us some beer and she bought Michelob Ultra. She asked me what I like and said Michelob Ultra. And then she bought uh, an, an IPA. I forget what kind it was. I was like, oh man, now I feel obligated to drink it. I tried so hard <laughs> to drink each one. I think there was actually one where I drank half of it, which was an accomplishment for me, but there that's as far as I could get before I could had to dump it down the sink. I'm like, this yeah. is terrible. How well, do people drink this? It was so it depends on the hoppiness of them. There, there's some that aren't nearly as hoppy and I, I think a lot of those are really good. But I actually like the flavor of the hops, and so occasionally mm-hmm. I want something that's like really, really hoppy. So there's there's a bit of like give and take on that. Um, yeah. New Belgium has one. I think they still make it. Uh, it's like tangerine flavored or whatever, Ooh. and it's not it's not very hoppy. Uh, yeah. See, I don't it's like much a ton smooth, of hops. It's much smoother. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've I, you know, and I used to really not like ales all that much, but I've I've grown a little more accustomed to those. Um, it's funny. I think, uh, I, I mentioned this to you. I don't think we've talked about it on the show, but I went to, um, the Buffalo trace distillery, uh, yeah. t- about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago at this point. It's kind of hard to remember. And, um, they gave me sort of like this new insight into like the flavor palettes of things. And because you go on the tour and then they let you try all of their different bourbons and then the other, mm-hmm. the other stuff that they have there, like they have a, um, like a, a cream bourbon or whatever that I thought was going to be disgusting. And it was one of the best things I've ever tasted. Um, yeah. And they make uh, root beer as well and vodka. And so they were talking about how what you're supposed to do is that like when you smell it, you leave your mouth open and it's supposed to help uh, the flavor palate a little bit more. Hmm. Um, so you can actually like get a better idea of the way that the that it tastes and then you're supposed to leave the whiskey or vodka or whatever in your mouth for a certain amount of time now if uh you grew up on the college method of you're just trying to get it down uh your throat as fast as possible um you're doing it wrong or the type of liquor that you're drinking isn't um as high Good. quality, yeah. Yeah. So if you've ever had Buffalo Trace or if you've ever had Eagle Rare or any of these kind of um, bourbons that they specifically um, make there, they uh, have either a bit of a, like a spicier taste to them or a smoother taste. Um, and their vodka is like the smoothest tasting vodka I think I've ever had. And it's not even that expensive. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where you're like, oh, you're like, oh, okay, this is like different. Like it doesn't hurt. 
and that's the idea is when you're drinking it it's not supposed to burn your mouth it's supposed mm-hmm. to actually have a flavor to it um and you can kind of gain a an appreciation yeah. for that kind of stuff even though i know yeah. there's some people still don't drink that kind of stuff because it doesn't uh you know they're just yeah, like oh, i'm more just of a tastes like <laughs> rubbing alcohol or whatever yeah whiskey man now than i am with drinking beers mainly just because of how i eat and everything mm-hmm. you know certain beers just run right through you and yeah whiskey. all the wheat yeah it's, yep. it's pretty crazy. and whiskey is low carbs and stuff like that and specifically scotch and irish whiskey i prefer over bourbon uh-huh. and you made a you make a good point that you know good whiskey isn't supposed to burn like rubbing alcohol and tastes like that yeah point being is that i've had uh some what i consider expensive whiskey being like 80 to 100 dollars for a bottle uh like 750 milliliter and i've had you know, uh, Jack Daniels, Tennessee honey whiskey. I can't drink Jack Daniels, Tennessee honey whiskey any longer. When I first started drinking whiskey, that's the main one. That's the first one I started. One of the first ones I started with, started with that one, another one. Then I, you know, started doing Jameson, Con McGregor's whiskey. And then I started, then I went up to McAllen and now I've settled at, um, I've tried Johnny Walker black. I've tried a bunch of different ones, but my favorite one to buy for under $80 is Teeling. Irish whiskey and that's a solid like 39 to 45 dollars to me it's the best whiskey under 80 dollars but now that I drink that I can't go I can't drink Jack Daniels Tennessee uh-huh. honey whiskey or any of like the you know that 20 25 dollar range right there yeah. I can do Conor McGregor's and Jameson and stuff like that that's standard but anything below that I can't yeah yeah that's how they get you to some degree mm-hmm. uh, but that's what I like about Buffalo Trace it's not a very expensive uh bourbon and you can mm-hmm. uh if people love it like it's it's the stuff that people one of the ones that people will go to uh as sort of like a standard uh bourbon and yeah then, and i think you're supposed to swish it in your mouth for like five to ten seconds or something yeah uh and you, i mean you're supposed to drink it straight and that's yes, what the guy was the saying rocks. that's the, what the guy was saying um that yeah you either use an ice cube or you just drink it straight yeah and when you do an ice cube you don't want to so people understand this you don't want to do a ton of ice Mm -hmm. i mean teach their own if that's how you like to drink it you do your thing but generally speaking how you're supposed to do it you don't want to do a few ice cubes um or by the by that pack that you can make the big block ones yep is even better because then it sits and it keeps it cool but you're not uh getting it watered down in the process of drinking it it's going to take a lot longer for that big ice cube to melt I have a cylinder uh, mold for ice cubes. So, yeah, I need to I need to get one. Uh, th- the guy that I was in the wedding uh, on Sunday for he uh, he gave us whiskey glasses. They're like and they're like Ooh, they're nice. wood, they're wood and they have like a wax coating on them. Um. So and then you, it's got a uh, like a little branded symbol on the bottom, but it's really cool. Uh, I haven't I haven't tested it out yet because I literally have been trying to recover from the weekend. So, <laughs> yeah. Did you get hammered at the weddings, David? No. And then dry. Well, one of them was a dry wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I know which one that one was. Yeah. <laughs> it was Presbyterians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ours was a dry wedding, too. I did hear from a. Uh, yeah, was it? the church so <laughs> yeah um this was when this one was well this one was in a church too to be fair um what was i gonna say i had this thought and i lost it um not i personally well, even if it wasn't at a church still wouldn't want to serve alcohol um because i know some people aren't gonna be able to control themselves and i don't want to do deal with uh 
of seeing people. I, you know, what's funny is as many as that I've been to, the only one that I ever have known that that happened at was one I wasn't at. Hmm. Um, it, it usually, I think it must be something about weddings in general. Um, or I just know a lot of people with really good self-control. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of those two things. Um, yeah. but it was all like yesterday's was all beer. So like a lot of these venues yep. won't let you bring liquor anyway. Okay. Um, when you drink beer, how many do you typically have? Like if you're drinking in a sitting, like say you got four hours to spare, like two, maybe I, I'm yeah. pretty, I, I drink beer. Like I drink whiskey. <laughs> yep. I'm the same way. If I drink whiskey, I'm probably having, you know, at most two. And that's probably, yeah, I think I'm only pouring myself an inch to an inch and a half of whiskey. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, okay. And then with beer, I'm the same way. Like I'm two. And I'm good, even with light beer. Whether if it's a blue moon, a stout, a lager, or a light beer, I'm two and I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, we should probably stop talking about alcohol and actually get to the. <laughs> probably. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the the new version of our podcast, guys. Um. So, I uh, I don't really want to talk about this, but I did put the um the parental rights and education bill in our show notes if anyone's interested mm-hmm. in reading it, uh because this thing was all over the internet for months um it's still it's kind of tapering out now that florida's actually passed it um this was what was referred to on uh the internet as the don't gay don't gay say don't say (laughs) gay bill uh by a lot of quote-unquote proponents of it um i didn't really feel like diving too deep into it because again sort of like the will smith slap thing this was everywhere Yep, and it's it's just like I don't know if there's anything else we can add to the conversation nah. at this point. I will say just I find it interesting how Disney comes out against it. I know some people on the right were calling it. I say the right, but the the center and the people on the right, yeah, were calling it. Don't say straight bill because it doesn't say gay or straight in it. But what I found interesting is uh, apparently I don't know if you're familiar with Cole Sprouse, but he used to be the former a former Disney star. Yeah, and he's in uh, Riverdale, right? Yeah. And uh, what is the sweet like life of Zach and Cody uh, is what he was on. But he came out and said that Disney heavily sexualized young girls, which obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, like we all kind of knew that. But having stars come out like this is important. Then the other thing I found interesting is over the weekend I found a report and I could put it in the show notes later. Uh, but uh, since 2012, uh, at least one Disney employee or more every year has been arrested for child sex crimes. Yeah, I mean... So the, I find that, you know, it, it's an uh, indication. Well, look at all of the the, the, the quote-unquote Disney stars that have come out of there that their lives have been completely destroyed. Or they're, mm-hmm. they're nuts now. I mean... Nickelodeon, Dem- too, dude. Yeah, Demi Lovato, um, Lindsay Lohan. Um, it's been a while, so it's slipping my mind with some of these. Um, Jamie Britney Lynn, Spears, wasn't she well, on? Yeah, Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamie Lynn Spears, um, she was more Nickelodeon, I think. Um, but she Amanda had Amanda Bynes, Amanda, dude. Amanda Bynes, like Nickelodeon, totally normal meth head. Yep. That that's like the transition she went through. It was like she was like seemingly this totally normal girl. Did some movies after she was done at Nickelodeon. Disappeared for a while, and then a couple months ago, I like looked her up because I was like, I wonder whatever happened to her. And she, I think she has like uh, charges for meth, and like she got, she has like a face tattoo now. Even though that's like kind of in place, this is still one of those yeah. things where it's like you could even consider this like a not normal face tattoo. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so it's no. You're like, oh man. It makes me wonder what happened 
You know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. Well, there's and what what are they going through? And it makes me hesitant right now, especially with these Disney stars and Nickelodeon stars more and more. And again, not that you can't criticize an action or anything that they're saying. That's not what I mean. Just because something may or may not have happened, but it makes me think like you. We know how much of a problem. Uh, it's not just let's let's say it like this. Harvey Weinstein wasn't the only one doing that kind of stuff. And oh yeah, he's Hollywood. He's and a, a bunch of people knew. Yeah, yeah he's he, a symptom. He's not. I mean, he he's the one that everyone knew about. And it's so weird because it's like they we went through that whole um, uh, what was which movement was that uh, the uh, what are you talking about the Me Too movement the Me Too movement yeah <laughs> sorry there's so many of them now it's hard to keep track of everything. Um, they, we went through all of that, and he was the only major producer that ever got any into any trouble. Like, they, yep. they went from, we need to take out Harvey Weinstein, and then it devolved into uh, some of these people having um, awkward encounters with women. Like, some famous people having awkward encounters with women, and that being part of the Me Too movement. Like, I was okay. Yeah. It, it was like, it devolved from... This guy told me that if I didn't do all of these uh, sexual favors for him, that he would ruin my career. To I had an awkward night with Aziz Ansari, therefore rape. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that's like, this is why this stuff always falls apart, and why everyone is always so, um, maybe cautious, but so unwilling to be, uh, like, oh, this is terrible right away, and they're like, all right you gotta where's you gotta show us a little bit more because mm-hmm. they they devolve these things into nothing over time and it's why people a lot of the time don't want to believe you know it's like they we went through that whole thing where they were like believe all women and it's just like but y'all know lying is a thing right yeah like i mean that's like, why you know i think you know that's why when people have brought that up to me that i've said you know it's not believe all women or believe all men it's uh, believing based on the truth of what's happening. And most of the time, like, especially when it comes to these offenses is according to all the studies I've read and seen, like it's one of the, I say least reported, uh, child abuse crimes for specifically referring to child abuse. It's one of the least reported crimes. Um, I'm sorry. It's one of the least reported crimes falsely, like made falsely regarding child sexual abuse. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the problem, right? When you have any sort of, false allegations it dampens actual victims right Mm -hmm. and what they went through exactly or going through exactly and you know and so so. when uh people decide that and this is the thing is like people lie about this stuff Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that like if someone okay you put it in the scenario of someone in your uh a friend uh says that you know especially let's say someone in power right uh abuses them and you just straight up believe them right all he goes through all of the stuff in that scenario and you know a few years down the line um that person it turns out that they were lying about the situation right and you go well i I can't believe i believe them it's like you shouldn't really feel that bad about it in that situation right now that that person should there should definitely be some sort of repercussion if they destroyed people's lives in that process Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the stories are out there of people going to jail because of this or 
their lives completely falling apart and then it turns out the entire thing was a lie and so it's like well you do realize i've lost like five years of my life now because of the thing that you did because yeah. you, you lied and everyone just wanted to believe you uh, rather than looking into the incident like there yep. there's there should be and i i know like i think you can potentially sue them is it for is it for libel in that situation or slander uh, it, you could do libel you could do defamation you could do slander they're three separate three separate categories so all, um, libel is the easier one to prove right so all of all of that being said um the, I mean the system's just not going to generally depending on the situation that we're talking about it's probably not going to work for you anyway um, yeah. but yeah it's 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 kind of a crazy scenario and the, what was so interesting about you bringing this up is that they just announced I, I saw this all over the internet uh, today they were talking about um, Percy Jackson is coming back to like Disney, so they're doing like a TV show. And this mm-hmm. kid, this kid got um, cast in the main role. His name is Walker Scobell, and the only other thing that he's been on is a movie on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds, and it sucked. And I can't. The Adam Project. The Adam Project. Thank you. Yeah, I hated that movie. As soon as you said it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, the Adam Project. The Adam Project. I only yeah. saw half of it. Uh, it. Yeah, not not a good movie. Anyway, um, but he was the little kid in that, and now he's going to be playing um, Percy Jackson. And I saw someone on Twitter. They they posted, man, he's only just started acting this year, and he's Percy Jackson for Disney. And I'm like, oh, uh, my brain immediately just went like, okay what kind of favors were put in for this kid yeah. to get a starring role on this mm-hmm. uh on this Disney show and that's the thing is that i think sometimes it's not always just the uh the kids right right at least early on um i i imagine the parents or the mothers uh depending on the if the rumors that you hear about some of this stuff is true mm-hmm. um or yeah just general abuse that's going on in these uh these contracts that these people are signing yeah. signing and it's why you and i talk about occasionally it's like i i don't always necessarily mean it as like actual um like witchcraft going on but there's weird like mo refers to them as spells mm-hmm. um just the stuff that happens where people get essentially put under spells when it comes to the limelight when it comes to money when it comes to whatever is going on, oh, where yeah. they essentially—I mean, it—it it becomes their focus, and um, it their head grows. Yeah, and it gets—it gets scary, and the things that people are willing to do in order to to maintain that. I mean, that's why Har- Harvey Weinstein had so much power. Oh I, yeah. I mean, you're talking no matter who who you were, if someone you're making millions of dollars, and this fat, ugly douchebag is like, you have to do things for me, otherwise you're going to lose everything that you have. You know, it, it's it. I I it's hard for me to to completely blame that person for choosing the other route. If right. that makes sense. Yeah, only, I know what you mean. Only because it's uh, you never know. I mean, like you have that comfort, and especially the longer that you're in that, um, you justify a lot of the stuff that you're willing to do. Yeah, uh, and that's something I don't think people really want to to realize right it's uh, the same thing it's a little different but the same thing happens i think with like youtube content it's like when you become a top creator and you've been you know you're involved with all of these things and you're willing to do whatever it takes uh to try to maintain that lifestyle mm-hmm. um it's always so funny i think one of the ones that that comes around all the time is like all of these uh like uh 
Twitch streamers who are like, I'm a socialist, and then they buy like three million dollar homes. <laughs> or, they're, or they're buying like these BMW sports cars and posing on them after they've been like, uh, you know, talking about sharing wealth. Yeah, and redistri- yeah, redistributing the wealth. And, um, you know, it's it's all fake. And that's oh, speaking of redistributing the wealth. Uh, it was eleven billion dollars now that has been donated to Black Lives <laughs> I Matter. That. I saw that. And that we don't know where it went to. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got some some other news that we we need to get into. Um, yes, we do. And uh, one of those things is dealing with Elon Musk. And so, yeah, because conservative media has been, uh, what's a good way to say this? Have been going crazy about Elon Musk yes. and what he did this uh, past week. Yeah, and that that's definitely the angle for this more than it is uh, like liberals are crying now. Like that's it's so played yeah. out to like. It's like, all right, conservatives, let's talk about your your hero worship for a little bit. <laughs> your, you know, how easily you fall into it. Is, I had quite a few people reach out to me about this uh, this past week and yeah. weekend about what my thoughts were. Good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, here we go. All right. So I've got um, two clips to play and we'll kind of we'll play them and, you know, do our normal thing and uh, kind of just talk about this a little bit. So let's do it. Here we go. Another major story that we have been following this week. So uh, Elon Musk, right, the world's richest man and CEO of both Tesla and SpaceX, buying 9.2% of Twitter, uh, becoming its largest shareholder. Uh, He also became a member of the social media giant's board of directors. That was announced just yesterday. So what does this mean for Twitter and its users? And why is he doing this to begin with? Well, uh, we are being joined right now by Fox Business Network's Kelly. Kelly O'Grady to get a closer look at this topic. So, Kelly, first of all, good morning to you. Uh, I want to talk about 9.2%. So this is close to 7% more uh, than Twitter co-founder and former CEO Jack Dorsey's stake. So can you give us a ballpark of how much this even costs Elon Musk to begin with? Yeah, well, Gina, thanks for having me on. So he bought about 74 million shares a couple days ago. Now, bear in mind, the stock was was down about 27 percent less than it is right now. So that cost him about three billion, but it's increased almost 30 percent. So if he were to actually sell his stock right now, which obviously he's not going to do because he's on the board, he would have made a billion dollars. To put that into context, though, his net worth is around 290 billion. So, you know, spending a casual three billion doesn't really mean that much for Elon. I know that's what we were saying here. We're like, yes, that sounds like a a whole lot of money. But to Elon Musk, it's got to be some sort of chump change. Now, uh, how has the market reacted to this news? I see that Twitter shares actually jumped 26 percent in pre-market trading. Yeah, so the market has been very positive. So Twitter is down a little bit this morning, though that's likely because of what's going on with the 10-year Treasury. All big tech stocks are down right now. But the market reacted very positively. It jumped all stocks in general, percent, like, like you said. What? And that's because yeah. people are thinking, OK, you know, Musk is known for his visionary ideas. He's been very vocal about pushing for free speech across social media platforms Visionary for the ideas. past, you know, uh, how many years? I can't even count. And so what people are thinking is, OK, you know, Twitter has been caught in the crosshairs with the government, um, with all of these these battles around censorship. And so Musk coming in, he's likely going to make some changes. And 
All right, so I just stop it there because that's kind of what I wanted to get to. But I, I thought people would like some some background information too on kind of what's been going on in case they they haven't been following um, a lot of this. Also, uh, just as a heads up, they they mention in there that he joined the board of directors directors for Twitter. That isn't true. He mm-hmm. was offered the position and denied it. Yeah, um, because if he was on the board of directors, it, so being on a board, some people don't understand uh, limits some of the things that you can do uh such as you know purchasing more stock and everything yeah and which was a big one um and i imagine that the the board at twitter was trying to get him on there so that he didn't continue to buy up shares because a lot of people are speculating now that that's what he's trying to do now they they thought that before but it was more of a oh he's been offered this board position maybe he'll take it and just work with them but now that he's denied it they're wondering if his potential plan is to keep get a majority share of it yeah keep taking more of it because he seems to he seems and i'm going to keep saying seems because it's it's unsure uh with mr musk what mm-hmm. his his goal really is yeah, um, what his intentions are yeah so I, was there anything i've got um this clip of Rand paul uh i figured if we're gonna listen to a uh, a republican talk about this stuff it might as well be him yeah he's um, my him and massey are my two favorite republicans um so i um I have this, and this helps to some degree because I think he's kind of in tow with what most most people on that side of the spectrum think mm-hmm. are thinking. But he, I, from what I could tell, he's and we'll we'll listen to it again. I might change my mind hearing it again. Um, he he seems to be at least less like crazy about the hero worship than you get from a lot of people on the internet and even other mainstream Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Here we go. Let's do it. Force comes after Musk's big stock buy after he criticized the tech giant over its handling of free speech. Let's bring in Kentucky Republican Senator Rand Paul. Senator, great to see you. We figured you'd you. you'd probably have a lot to say on this. What does it tell <laughs> you that Elon Musk is now the largest shareholder of a company he's been very critical of? Not only that, now he has secured a seat on the board. Well, you know, my hope is it brings a new ethos to the company. I mean, this is a company where the CEO not too many months ago said, ah, the First Amendment doesn't apply to us. And while technically that's true, the First Amendment doesn't prevent Twitter from regulating or censoring speech, there's also just the idea of whether freedom of speech, whether open liberal debate is a good or a bad thing. And I think this is where many liberals mistake this. They all of a sudden have discovered the First Amendment doesn't apply to private individuals and private companies. And that's right, but it doesn't mean the idea of freedom of speech is not a good one. I think Elon Musk has been a voice out there saying, yeah, we need more freedom of speech and it is a good idea to have more freedom of speech. So I'm hoping, you know, we've already seen some on the left, you know, wigging out and saying they're leaving Twitter if Elon Musk is coming. I say good riddance. I say, you know, if the left, if the left wing crazies that are trying to censor speech leave Twitter, then it'll be a better place. You know, it, I, I mentioned this earlier. This is a guy who came out very publicly in the middle of an American energy crisis and said, produce more oil. Uh, you know, we need to help out the American consumer that is struggling right now. And he owns an electric car company that, that would benefit <laughs> from high oil prices. So he appears to say it like he sees <laughs> it. Um, I'll let you respond to that, but also I'll put his words up on the screen here. Uh, since he took on this role, he seems to be soliciting feedback on how he should handle his new role, saying given that Twitter serves as the de facto public town square, failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. What should be done? I'll let well, you respond. I, 
You know, I would say the one thing, and I don't know Elon Musk, I've never met him, but I would say that he has cultivated this persona of independence, of being a free thinker, and that used to be what uh, intellectuals res respected. You know, it used to be that people on the left or right, but people of ideas respected ideas. If you were willing to state your ideas and defend them, but then we've become more and more this sort of authoritarian notion, mostly from the left, that ideas they disagreed with were to be suppressed. And this has really been true on COVID, but even before COVID, I think was true of climate alarmism as well, that there couldn't be more than one viewpoint, only you know the group thinks this way, you're not allowed to think. So I think the more ideas, the better, but I do respect that Twitter's a private company and has the right to regulate speech. I don't think it's a good idea, nor do I think it's good for the country, but I do think Elon Musk will be a good addition to Twitter and hopefully a good voice on their board for more freedom of speech. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, when it comes to all of this, this is my thoughts on it. I'm skeptical of Musk. And again, I think, you know, it's great that he did that interview with the Babylon Bee and some other things. I've, you know, enjoyed some of the things he's had to say. But I say I'm skeptical because, you know, I just see all these conservatives doting over him. And again, I don't know Musk. I don't know his heart. I don't know his intentions, right? Um, you know, I can only view as they appear to be, but I'm always kind of skeptical of anyone. Uh, I try to have a healthy skepticism, right? Not a dishonest skepticism. Yeah. And so, you know, all these conservatives dote over him like he's only in it to change the platform to free speech, which, you know, could be true. But I think that Elon Musk is good at maintaining an image that makes him money. Yep. I think that's I why he's. I hope I, that's no. I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's why he's the head of Tesla. I think yeah. that's why SpaceX is his. Um, he is the the front man, uh, and a lot of people will tell you this. This isn't like some sort of crazy um, revelation, but he's you know he's got a lot of smart people. He's a smart guy, for sure, but he has a lot of very 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 smart people working for him. Yep. And, and around him too. Yes, and so you got to give him credit for that. He understands what he's doing. It's like this lady was saying, like, why would he want the the price of oil to go down? And it's like, well, I don't know, lady. Like, what You're would a guy look yeah, into it? Yeah, exactly. Like, what would a guy who uh, owns SpaceX want with oil? Hmm. And I don't know. I, I'm not going to give an exact answer, only because I am not completely certain, but. It's like Tesla's not the only thing he's doing, right? right he has exactly. his he has his hand in the electric car company because if you haven't been paying attention to the news, Congress is trying to push electric cars like crazy. Yep. Exactly. And uh, you know, I hope he comes out and he buys a majority stake in Twitter, completely transform it to a free sure. speech platform that'd he's, be great i don't want to be right in the sense that he's only doing it strictly for public image i think both can be true right i think he can be doing it for like to be striving to maintain an image to make money but then also because he genuinely wants to change something right yeah. uh but i'm just skeptical of anyone mm -hmm. you know well, that well, i don't know you got to think about it right so we've had four or five twitter uh, competitors pop up since uh, Trump was in office. Yep. None of them have done well. Yeah, Parler, I will say this. Parler was doing well up until 
they got bamboozled well, by uh, the Amazon web servers. And here's the other thing. Yeah, too, but they, with, they listen, they okay. Like we've talked about this in the past. Like, yeah, they got they got bamboozled, but they walked right into that because they yes, weren't they, did. They, they were not clever enough to uh, realize that Amazon would easily turn on them. They found an easy road into mm-hmm. um, the marketplace. And the people that they were essentially paying to keep their servers up were like, well, you know what? We don't like you anymore, so we're going to get rid of you. And it's like, oh, that's totally unfair. But it's like, uh, well, guys, like you should have you should have thought about this ahead of time. And like, Twitter isn't going to be at, it won't ever, even if Musk was to take it over, if it still remains on the App Store and the Google Store, it's never going to be a true, absolute free speech platform. I'm not no. necessarily saying that's important for every single one right i mean yeah you know i don't I really think to it well there's some things that don't qualify for speech, free speech if i say hey we all need to band together and kill david that's obviously well within the realm of reason people well that's the thing is it's like this is probably a discussion for another time but yeah you sort of have the app the absolutists uh especially when it comes to like online discourse um and i i actually it, it's it's more of a i've just never really planted my flag anywhere mm-hmm rather than it being this you know uh i have you know don't have thoughts on it or because i can agree with some of the stuff that they say where it's like you have every right to say that and i'll just block you like just give me the function to block people yeah and for the most part i'm cool with it it's like it's one of those things where it's like people say terrible stuff all the time right and i think at least from twitter's perspective i wonder if the argument shouldn't have been more pushed of being like just be consistent with your rules yep more so than it is um because people would say awful things and not get uh kicked off and then you know trump will call someone a dummy or call someone like fat or whatever and everyone would be like oh you gotta you know yeah um because they've pointed it It out it seemed to be only down it seemed to be down ideological lines yeah yeah and i i think that's there for the most part and i wonder if 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 it, if it is happening on the other side, if it's just people that we're unaware of, because you yeah. get into those like echo chambers where they're like, oh, they're canceling um everyone who isn't like right of Bernie or who is right of Bernie Sanders or whatever, and that's just like this minority of people who are there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like yeah, it's like you were saying. I think it's great that he's doing this, uh, making them sweat a little bit. Yeah, but this is the thing that we've talked about in the past, and there's a lot of other people that talk about this. It's like stop making heroes out of these people. Yeah, because you don't you don't know their intentions in the same way that Joseph and I don't know their intentions. Because yeah. again, he could turn out he ends up buying Twitter. He sets up these guidelines, and these are the guidelines that Twitter uses, and it continues to be the main platform. I think in a way he's being very smart with what he's doing because mm-hmm. it's like he said twitter is or i think Rand paul said this twitter is the de facto um free speech or the the de facto like uh town, town square all. now yeah. yeah town square this is where everyone is going this is where people are talking um i think it's got a lot of algorithmic problems mm-hmm. um because they're pushing certain things and so that would have to be something that you have to deal with as well um it's really hard uh, if you're just kind of a normal person to have conversations with different types of people because the algorithm pushes people with uh, blue check marks um, 
above everybody else and they right. also it's why a lot of people during trump's administration what did they call them like reply guys right where yeah. there were certain people who were always pushed to the top of his replies uh because they were driving traffic mm-hmm. and in a more quote-unquote fair world your everyone's comments would go in in a certain essentially in the order that you put them in right um that's especially the way, with an open source uh-huh um algorithm and i i don't mind if for instance they give precedent to uh certain accounts um because there's going to be some people that they want to see those replies more than others there's ways there's definitely ways beyond my ability to to think of it on off the top of my head for them to make that stuff work in a way where it's like uh, you know, someone on a fitness account says something stupid. You know, I want to hear from like Zuby or I want to hear from somebody that I follow before anyone else. And maybe that's the way you do it. It's like what you see is based on the people that you're currently following. So maybe their replies, if they've replied mm-hmm. to it, show up before everybody else's. Um, and then maybe if you have a check mark, those get priority from your follow list. Um, I, I think there's ways to do it. I, I just um, they've got to do something because. Uh, it's 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 really weird sometimes the way that stuff works. You have to like scroll down to find people um, who maybe have like a different opinion if they're all like following um, who was somebody else like uh, Steltzer or something like that. Oh, some, yeah. like, hot takeout, and then it's all like, yes, you're correct. Uh, this group of people is the worst, and it's like a bunch of those, and then eventually you get down to someone with like a nuanced opinion. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, so so yeah, I uh, I linked to a uh, a zero hedge article as well that talks about Musk not being on the board of directors. Um, so I don't know if that was something that uh, people were just believing was going to happen because they offered it to him, and so they were jumping the shark a little bit, or if the information was just wrong. But it's both of those stories that we just played. They they were like he's joining the board of directors, and it's like, but he's not. He said he wasn't going to. And those stories were only like five days ago compared to this hedge article that came out today. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't I don't really know where I mean, you and I both know that journalism is sort of dead. Um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Fox News, along with all these other platforms, are just reading stuff they see on Twitter. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, we have a source. And it's like, yeah. is, is your source like Jenny from New Jersey? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, right. Don't know. Oh, man. Alrighty, so uh, I wanted to play this clip. Okay, so I'm going to apologize ahead of time. The audio for this clip is terrible, but it's it's important to hear this. Um, So turn down your speakers maybe just a a tiny bit because it's a lot of helicopter noise. Why you would interview the president off of a helicopter (laughs) for that audio quality is beyond me. Oh, man, I know. Um, but I, I, I normally I would veto clips like this, but I, I think it's important to remember uh, how hypocritical uh, the U.S. government is when it comes to war crimes. So, <laughs> uh, oh wait, what am I doing? I already have this loaded up. Goodness, goodness, you take a week off, man. I know, right? Uh, That's me... how it happens. It's all good though. We didn't even do the value for value. Oh. <laughs> I just realized that. Dang. Yeah, take a week off. Uh, value for value. Yeah, go in the show notes, right, Joseph? So, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> I just realized that. Oh, man. Take a week off, people. Um, anyway, 
what we do on our podcast is we utilize a value for value system here, which means any value you're getting from our podcast, you can donate to us in the form of your time, talent, and treasure. If you go to our show notes, click on our direct.me link, you'll see our PayPal donation link and our Bitcoin um, address wallet. And so you can donate to us there. You can find our YouTube channel on Odyssey. You go subscribe, like, and comment. Our YouTube page has been doing uh, tremendously well, well this new year. Yeah. Uh, and, dude, yeah, you just sent me before the podcast. We have, like, over 8,000 watch hours, right? Uh, we're almost at 4,000. We're almost at 4,000. Yeah, okay, I read within a year is, is the way that that works. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, most of that has come from the past three months. Two to three months. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, yeah, pretty much. Man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I still, I thought it said 8,790 public watch hours. No, so we need 4,000. Um, oh, no. Okay. That's a three. Uh-huh. Okay. It just looks like an eight. Okay. Uh, okay yeah. I, I, yeah. I just <laughs> took a picture of it off of my screen. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. No. So, yeah. So go follow us on, subscribe to us, I should say, on YouTube. Once we get the 300 subscribers, we'll be taking all of our content over to Odyssey and you'll see us uh, posting more on there, like our social episode stuff that wouldn't get us kicked off from YouTube and kind of give you an incentive to follow us on Odyssey as well. Uh, and then it's also, we won't ever use our, whatchamacallit, our catalog either should YouTube yeah. ban us uh, because it's on the blockchain. Almost there. Odyssey. Almost there. So 39 more uh, su- yes. subscribers. We'll have 300 for that. Yep. I'll probably wait till we get a little higher because I don't know if like if that number dips below if they're gonna you know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, sometimes you get like bots that subscribe and then they unsubscribe like a couple days later. And so yeah. I'll, I'll probably wait a little longer than when we exactly hit that. But yeah, man, it's it's great and you know, I've been listening to one of Adam Curry's other shows where they talk about podcasting 2.0 a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about uh, the value for value system. And it just it gets me more hyped back up on it. Um, that's really, I think, the way that the way forward, the way forward. Yeah, exactly. And they uh, as much as, you know, one of these days we may have to look into like YouTube monetization. But it those goals that are on there for monetization are more of just like. Uh, points for us to hit um, Mm -hmm. so that we know how we're doing Um, because if you can get to that point it at least shows some form of success in uh, what we're doing on that platform that's right but the biggest thing for us is like if you're getting value out of the show what we're asking is for value in return and we're not even like uh, you go look if you go look into the numbers for like a thousand sats right I think it's like 50 cents it may not even be that high and right. so being a like being able to donate small amounts to us makes a big difference over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the thing is it's not as if we're just sitting here asking for donations for nothing. It's like if you're taking the time and you're listening to the show every week, we're saying is set up a dollar a month uh, donation on our PayPal account. Yeah. Exactly. And forget right. about it because a dollar for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're and and that's what we're doing is it's like we're doing this on our free time. We're researching, um, we're editing, we're doing whatever the case may be in order to bring value to people. And this is what you're getting, right? Like we're it's not one of those situations where we're going to be like, if you donate ten dollars to us, we'll write a book about our yeah adventures in podcasting. Like that's not how it works. It's like this is the product. Or, Sorry, go ahead. No, or on top of that, if you donate ten dollars a month, you get access to more features and stuff. No, nope. yeah, no, 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 no. It's yeah, like it, nope. that, new features, new things that we do is stuff that we'll decide to do because we think it adds value 
not because uh, it's it's one of those things where it's like you guys essentially become producers where it's like you can make suggestions. We can um, if you can let us know about things that maybe aren't going as well, like if the audio is like weird one week or we want to hear from our people like there is a part essentially a partnership that comes along with that. But it's it's one of those things that we aren't going to be beholden to like stockholders. We don't want to sell you uh, waffle irons or whatever the case may be. (laughs) Um, The whole idea of value for value is like I really like listening to this show every week i want to show how much i enjoy listening to this show whatever the case may be and you know if you also watch us on youtube or whatever the case may be um yeah that's that's what we're essentially just asking is that you yep um engage with us donate to us and you know eventually our goal is to hopefully be able to do this full time where we're getting paid enough to live you know and we can just completely devote all of our time rather than like 10 to 20 hours a week uh, do yeah, it because it's it's you know putting this stuff together i you know i i never wanted to to come off sounding like oh you owe us these things it's more of just a hey this is what's going on like mm-hmm. uh, exactly the the hosting for podcasting services costs money um equipment costs money time it, you know in a way costs it's money. money so it's it's a, essentially like we can do a certain amount right but in order for us to actually be able to get more done uh, the value actually has to be there for us in order to get more done. Yep. Um, and that's just the way that it is. And so consider it an investment in something that you, you really like or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, we'll, we're going to work on like producer credits too. So it's a, bring that up. yeah, it's something that you could do where once you reach like a certain goal or depending on how much you donate uh, for an episode or whatever the case may be, we'll give you a producer credit and it's something you can put on a resume and we'll back you up. Yep. You can put our email next to the credit and be like, email these guys. It's a it's it's a real show. Um, they you know, we can give out producer credits. It's part of of what this is all about. Right. Um, you can put this kind of stuff on your resume. So, yeah, that's that's what we're here for. And, and we're trying to, to do our best to bring you a quality product. Um, you can ask Joseph, like we think about this stuff all week. You know, uh, it's yeah, I'll, I'll be sitting there going like, is our audio as good as it can be? Like, can we yeah. tweak it? just a little bit more like what could we do to um, make things work better but also maybe not spend extra money like that's that's the kind of thing that's constantly going on so it's not as if we just like hop on here every week and we're like all right we're just gonna kind of shoot from the mouth I know we do it occasionally but you know that's more for the entertainment value than it is anything else we try to actually bring these things well I mean another thing is is that you know you take a look you're mentioning it's not about like we deserve everything we're offering a product hopefully if you're listening and you like us you're getting value in turn so you want to support us and engage with us in uh, any way that you're able to but a case in point the past three weeks have been crazy to where social media which is more of my responsibility than it is your responsibility we we we, like i have a little responsibility with youtube but david's primarily over youtube I have the majority responsibility of social media. David has a little um, to, you know, help each other back and forth. But yep. because the past three weeks has just have just been extremely crazy for me regarding work and then life as well, uh, it's been difficult to do social media. Also, laptop hasn't been helping with that. <laughs> exactly. I only got my PC set up. But it, it just, you know, if I if we were getting that value in return, things would be different, right? Yep. And so. You know, going forward, uh, it's going to be different. But and and also, it's another thing too, where it's like we're not. You know, we talked about it earlier in the show. It's like we're not socialists. Like we, 
uh, capitalism we consider to be a good thing, uh, yes. despite occasional comments that we've gotten on YouTube, which is really weird. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'll wear like my Mises hoodie, and I'm like, you guys know what an ANCAP is, right? Like, I don't. Uh, anyway, uh, it's it's a situation where it's like, you know, we we are trying to to some degree do something that's going to make us money. Now, I'm not trying, none of, neither of us, at least from doing this, are trying to be like Elon Musk or anything. No. Um, but we want to, if that happens though. Yeah. Hey, that's great. Thank you. You know, you'll <laughs> yeah. get the, oh, we couldn't have done this without you. We can never repay you. You know what I mean? Which is like the capitalist way of being like, yeah. thanks, but. So, hey, Elon, if you want to, you know, donate to us, we don't have any <laughs> stocks for you, but if you want to yeah, donate. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be on our board of directors. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll take it we'll, we'll, we'll give you, you a producer a, credit yeah, yeah we'll get a, a cut a card a cardboard cutout of you and be like here's elon here's our <laughs> our director of the boards or whatever here's our number one supporter yep exactly um anyway so <laughs> this show's nuts this is what happens when you take a week off folks um let's uh let's get into this thing with biden yeah. and then maybe we'll we'll stop the episode there because we're going to be hitting an hour uh okay. pretty soon um and we'll save some of this other stuff for next week um hey it doesn't have to be a, a billion elon it can just be a million if yeah, you want yeah. a, a million would be great <laughs> that's, that's 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 couch change to you but that's you know uh, this is the last thing i'll say about this that uh you know what we're doing and the equipment that we use it, that again it also there's money involved with that and so if we have computers that we can keep up to date if we have gear that we're keeping relatively up to date all of that plays into it right because like if my mic right. breaks today uh, and Lord willing, that's not going to be a thing that happens. Uh, I have to go out and buy a new mic or I have to use a crappier one for a while. Uh, Until you can afford a good one. Exactly. Um, because I don't want to go out and buy a crappy mic um, just because I need it. And so having essentially that cushion there because things break, things go wrong. Computers, you mm -hmm. know, uh, something goes wrong in them and they just end up dying. Like there's all these things that can happen and we can't continue to do the show if that value system isn't coming in. So, uh, right. all that to be said, thank you for listening. Continue to listen, right? Don't think And that's that why we're, we're trying to monetize YouTube as well, and that's another way that people can help us like, you know, everybody has a dollar they could give, right? You yeah. know. But even if, you know, you're not going to go through that process or whatnot, you know, uh, subscribing, commenting, liking, engaging with us on YouTube, sharing our YouTube and podcasts on social media. Those are easy by word of mouth telling people those are easy things you could do. Right. Mm -hmm. So. All right. And a dollar is pretty easy as well, I would say. Yeah. Ninety nine percent of people aren't going to miss that from their account uh, on a monthly basis. No. You know, what I, mean, I mean, how many how many. You know, there's also that thing like most podcasts I listen to, you know, they have Patreon. That's why I mentioned like, you know, we don't do no tier system at five dollars. Uh -huh. You get this at ten dollars at 20 at 100. You get no. Everybody gets the same amount yep. regardless. As someone who has um, attempted to do Patreon before, it's a nightmare and mm -hmm. trying to, to think of all, you know, have these tier systems and what you can do. I mean, if you don't have a team behind you helping you with that stuff, you're going to yeah. be spending all of your time working on that garbage. And that's yep. the thing is like, listen, we want to be able to do something where we have the, the closest thing we'll have to a tier system is eventually we'll have some sort of um, recognition for people who have donated a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, we may just completely do the no agenda thing and do knights and dames and call it with that so that neither of us have to try to put uh, more creative power into anything I, um, I may try and put some creative <laughs> if elon musk donates a million dollars the top donation would be commander elon the commander elon <laughs> <laughs> no we should do uh how we do our discord 
Uh, what was it? Oh no, we'll. I don't. Yeah. Even, I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really confused people. All right, so uh, let's get into this last story real quick. We'll close on um, a, a Joe old, Biden. Good old Joe Biden. Um, and this this clip of him talking about uh, old Sleepy himself. Yeah. Do you think he's gonna voice Sleepy in uh, the new Snow White movie? <laughs> that would actually be kind of entertaining. Really, like, hey. Uh, Snow White, why you got hairy legs? Uh, where's Corn oh, Pop? The first truck driver I knew was Big Mama. Yeah, he was a woman. I used to drive a truck. You're like, huh? It'd be interesting for sure. All right, here we go. You may remember I got criticized for calling Putin a war criminal. Well, the truth of the matter, you saw what happened in Bucha. This warrants him. He is a war criminal. But we have to gather the information. We have to continue to provide Ukraine with the weapons they need to continue the fight. And we have to gather all the detail so this can be an actual have a war crime trial. This guy is brutal. And what's happening in Bucha is outrageous. And everyone's seen it. Up to Allah. No, I think it is a war crime. I'm seeking more sanctions, yes. I'll have time to announce that to you. He should be held accountable. Well, no. No, no. Go, go to the war crimes up. Yes, I'm going to continue to add sanctions. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? Someone needs to make his Biden translator where it translates what he says to English. That would like, be great. You, know, yeah. you could go Spanish to English and they, stuff. They say he goes, "You you saw what happened in her, 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 her. <laughs> and you're like, okay. One, at this point, we know that he mumbles over words, and it's hard to understand him at times. Mm-hmm. So, two, why would you have him out on this like the green? I I don't know exactly where he is. I don't think that's the White uh, House. Buckingham Palace. He's somewhere. Yeah, he's the, this big helicopter, right? All this noise, and these people are like yelling at him about whether Putin is. This is like a joke, dude. Like they're yelling at him about, like, oh, is Putin committing gen- genocide? And oh, he's yeah. like, ah, uh, more sanctions. We're gonna. I don't know. I don't. Know. It's war criminal. I don't know about genocide. Uh, but we are. We're gonna do a more sanctions. The and Putin. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. This is such a farce Stay most of the time dude yeah it's yeah. just like it, you know there's a reason why a lot of the time they do like the press briefings in a room or whatever mm-hmm. um it's because they you can at least control the sound in there for the most part and understand what everyone is saying uh right. giving an interview out on the lawn with this like w- in a wind tunnel or whatever this was uh not a the great helicopter idea in the back and yeah uh, yeah no not at all and the other thing it's funny he calls putin a war criminal but what about the genocide um, in Yemen. Yeah, the one that's been going on since his previous administration. <laughs> yes, and we could go on and on, right? Yep. But that's a topic. One of these this, days we got to cover. But uh, yeah, it's, that's it a is. big. That's a big thing. Um, but I mean, so it does. It takes one. I like how you titled this that it takes one to know one. Yep. And as that, far as fun, Biden, and, funny enough, that's kind of a uh, a play on what Putin said, um, mm-hmm. because. I think they were. He was having uh, Biden was having a conversation with Putin, and he said, "You're a murderer." And Putin said, along similar lines of being like, "It takes one, no one." It does, and that's the thing is that I think what people understand is the hypocrisy of America is being exposed on the 
uh, international stage, right? We yes. know about it nationally, right, in our nation, but it's also displayed internationally. That's why you have China, you have Russia, you have all these other countries now. I think South Africa, I want to say, or what, there was a country in Africa that came out in support of Putin, uh, or you know, as, you know. I, I think it not, was it was more of a like we're going to continue to buy. Yes, things yeah, from Russia. I, mean. I didn't mean to say support um, Putin, but we're going to continue to buy things for Russia, as you just stated. And yeah. so because of what America has been doing, you know, regime changes, just uh, assassinating various members, uh, you know, trying to assert control everywhere, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. One of the things that I want to I'm putting this in the show notes for next week. Um, there's a the, the term domestic terrorist is starting to pop up a lot more. Um, oh, yes. recently and it's it's one of those things that I think you and I need to kind of break down a little bit but man this is one of those things where it feels like they're trying to turn stay-at-home moms into domestic terrorists Look, it does this, this, this we'll say this administration because Biden doesn't have a whole lot of control over this um, but yeah there's there's some crazy stuff going on with that so uh, yeah guys um, we got a good bit of stuff to do for next week, possibly. Yes. So I know this was kind of a weird one this week or whatever, and you know we <laughs> kind of all over the place. Thursday will be better. Thursday will be a little more in line with what we're usually uh, talking about. Uh, but you know, it's a bit of a catch-up episode, and we still got into to quite a few of these topics, and uh, we'll have more for next week. And who knows what kind of crazy who's going to get slapped next? Yes. <laughs> who's going to get slapped next? <laughs> What is the five fingers? Say to the face! <laughs> what? Slap! <laughs> that one doesn't get old. That's that's staying in the rotation for sure. Um, oh, that's funny. Sick. That's like funny beyond what happened in the Oscars a couple weeks oh, ago. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening to episode 80 of The Underground. We will be back on Thursday uh, to talk about some entertainment news. We got some Lord of the Rings stuff that we got to talk about. We've got uh, Witcher Season 3. House of Dragons is coming out pretty soon. I think it's end of the year along with Rings of Power. Um, Brie Larson is joining a new family. And uh, the Jurassic oh, Park yes. director has an interesting statement about the new dinosaur in this movie that we're going to be breaking down. So thank you guys so much for listening. And until next week, take it easy. Politics ruins everything. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you war shack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. It's a beautiful thing too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey, hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial-up looking for answers. Now what? Underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. 
Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life, cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your trifle subject, your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated. And now you pay it forward, let people make your blood boil. Emotions firing like microwave foil or the oil, they annoy you. You add another's neck for the wrong reasons. Election years now seeming like full blown seasons. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather, control. Your whole life, man, you gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors.